Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And then it was at this point, for some reason, the stream lost sound. The Fantasy Football Show. Hello, everybody. My name's James, and for the benefit of those. On the audio, you're listening to Ask James, my regular YouTube live stream, where I welcome questions from the YouTube community on anything football related. To timestamp this, it is just coming up to 10 past 12 on Friday, September, September, Friday, February the 9th. We are circa just under 23 hours away from FPL's game week 24 deadline for the benefit of those living under a rock. Obviously, Bournemouth and Luton has been confirmed as an official additional fixture for game week 28, meaning a double for Bournemouth of Sheffield United at home and Luton at home. And for Luton, it will be Crystal Palace away and Bournemouth away. And Chelsea's victory at Aston Villa in the FA Cup fourth round replay means that Aston Villa's trip to West Ham United is a confirmed fixture for game week 29. All right, let's get straight on into the questions. I'll cover these off over the next 55 minutes or so, uh, and they will be answered as per usual in order of submission. Emily Sissoni is first. Says, hey, James, what do you think of my plan to go Eze to Jota, Gusto to Doherty? I'm going to guess that's meant to be Gusto to Doherty. Turner to Kaminsky, minus four. Next week, Palmer to Neto and bench boost, Raya, Neto, Estupinan and Poro. Or is it not worth it? Palmer to Neto is an interesting one. Um, would that be worthwhile? Get not wanting a bench boost, but obviously Palmer away to Manchester City. I can completely understand that. I'd be a little bit concerned about Estupinan at the moment. Brilliant fixture next week, right? At Sheffield United away. You just want to know if he's going to play basically. So Tarek Lamptey obviously played really high and wide uh, last week. Doesn't mean his stupid name won't come back in, but I think that needs monitoring. You need real security on your single game week players if you're going to bench boost. So the honest answer is Emily, like I don't mind it, but it's going to be very dependent on how you feel this time next week. In terms of the fixtures themselves, look, Raya at Burnley, it's fine. Obviously have Neto and Poro going up against each other. It means unless Poro returns an attacking return, you're not going to get returns out of both, but that's not beyond possibility. I'd say under that circumstance, though, you're probably not looking at Hall from either, you wouldn't think. And then it's obviously a little bit dependent on this stupid hand. So I think you'll know this time next week, Emily. I don't hate it. 
what I would say is the fact you're taking a minus four as part building towards it means that I'd want you to target 20, really, personally. You know me, at 16 points for a bench boost, perfectly reasonable. That would be on the assumption if you had four shit players who all played in a double game week and they didn't return two points times eight is 16. You're taking a minus four specifically to get the bench boost, then potentially I'd be looking for 20. That said, you'd certainly make a case to obviously play Kaminsky next week. But remember, it's Manchester United and Liverpool is Luton's double. MRCX says, hey James, which Manchester City defender feels like the safest bet for the double game week? <sighs> Brutal. The reality is they're all fit, right? And the fact that they play on the Saturday and the Tuesday means that anybody is liable to get rotated. In terms of the safest, it's probably Carl Walker. It's also probably the most boring pick. Thomas Powell says, Hi James, apologies for the FPL question. That's what I'm here for. Uh, but I'll be missing the deadline stream tomorrow. Would you do Porro and Gordon to Doughty and Jota for a minus four? Plan would be to roll 25 and Jota to Neto 26. Let me ask this of you, Thomas. So if Doughty just had Manchester United at home and not Liverpool away, would you be considering doing that? There's a reason to say you might be, right? The good fixture for Luton this week. It's also two home games for Tottenham. Now, both players blank in 26, but I just ask you to think about that. If the additional fixture, which is Liverpool away, wasn't there, would you be considering doing it? And the, if the answer to that is no, then I wouldn't bother with, with Doughty. Unless, of course, you need that to fund the Gordon to Jota move. If you need to fund the Gordon to Jota move, then that sounds perfectly reasonable to make the move. Um, Thomas also says, to make up for it, what do you think the biggest decision a club made that was seen as a mistake but has now been vindicated? Uh, wow, I mean, that's so broad and wide. I'm trying to think of things off the top of my head. So, I mean, you could say Wolves appointing Gary O'Neill didn't go down particularly well with the majority of neutrals. He's obviously done a great job so far. Um, I think you're looking at things like that, really, aren't you? You've got the managerial choices that were perhaps unpopular and then ended up working out really well, perhaps. So, something like that, I think. Uh, ben Wajda says, Hi, James. Hope you and your family are well. They are. Thank you, mate. I hope yours are too. Says, Planning to uh, navigate through this hell with no free hit or wild card. I own Ariola, but he's getting Kaminsky in now from minus four. Worth it. Only hit I have to take. Depends how big your hell is, if you if you will. So I've got Ariola, and I'm looking at it at the moment and thinking, well, that's fine for game with 29. It's worth saying. West Ham's fixtures in the build-up to 29 are good. Obviously, this week against Arsenal doesn't look particularly appealing. Um, but then Forest away, Brentford at home, Everton away, Burnley at home, and then Villa away. Yeah, my take at the moment is Ariola doing me fine for that, personally. Um, I guess at the moment we haven't heard David Moyes' press conference. I guess he's a little bit of a doubt for this weekend. So may also be dependent on your, who your other keeper is. For example, I intend to play Dubravka this weekend. Yeah, I thought about Kaminsky a lot. I said last week he was coming into my thinking. I have given it some four. It would be that for me as well, probably a minus four. Um, so my take is, again, if the Liverpool additional fixture wasn't there, would I consider doing it? No. If I hit 28 and Ariola's got Burnley at home in that game week, again, do I really need to do it? No, I, I think for me, I'm just going to stick it out with Ariola. I think. Uh, JP says, hi, mate. Would you do Alvarez 
to Darwin Nunes or Watkins to Darwin Nunes. Only Haaland is my other City player. I have Trent and Jota too. This is where the idea of your strategy comes into play really importantly, right? So for me, now the intention, and it could change subject to what happens in obviously the FA Cup results between 26 and 27. My intention now would be to, to hold Ollie Watkins through to game with 29 as, as a great asset and Villa have good fixtures. Now, if you're intending to free hit in game with 29, though, you might look at that a little bit differently with United at home, Fulham away, the next two being a, a challenge, let's say. And obviously the appeal of Darwin doing is playing Burnley at home and then double. But is it Burnley at home and then double? Um, Holland's obviously going to stay for you. In terms of Alvarez to Darwin Nunes, unless you've got a clear path to get Foden or De Bruyne instead, I'm probably I've got Alvarez. I'm just going to stick it out. I think so. My front three is very relatable to you at the moment. I've got Alvarez, Watkins, and Holland. Um, it's going to be easier for me just to roll with Alvarez, I think, and it's a possibility that he doesn't even start at all in the double. I thought it was fine Monday night, a little bit more withdrawn roll, but he had five shots on target. Yeah, I mean, he'll still see some minutes there. So for me to force him out, to force De Bruyne in, like means that I need to make another move. That's probably taking Porro out of my team, which means I'm one player short again for 29. So it's, it's about strategizing with a little bit of longer-term thinking. So would I like to have Darwin Nunes in for the double? Yeah, sure, absolutely. I'd definitely rather look at him than say Ollie Watkins away to Fulham. But am I going to make the move? Almost definitely not, I think. MRCX says, benching headaches. Play which two of Gusto, Pedro Porro, Gabriel and Alex Moreno? Probably the first two. Um, I'm uh, not in a completely dissimilar position. So I've... I've got the first three, and rather than Alex Moreno, I've got Pau Torres. So obviously, I'm not going to pick Pau Torres. That's clear. I don't think Moreno is a certain starter in forthcoming weeks, by the way. I'm concerned about this injury to Esri Conson with a Villa. We saw a lot towards the end of last season, this real lean of bias towards the left-hand side. Cash and Bailey on the right doesn't really work, but Bailey's got to play because he's playing too well. Matty Cash is the only real solution at right back at the moment. And I wonder, therefore, if they might use Pau Torres or Longley at left back in forthcoming weeks. I don't think that will happen, but I think it's a possibility. Uh, I think Moreno is probably the easiest one to bench there this week, considering how Villa have performed in their last two home games. I think tactically the game might even suit Manchester United. I'm going to bench Gabriel, even though I'm going to tip them up for a clean sheet this weekend. That's, yeah, it sounds a bit weird. Um, I probably would pick Gusto over Gabriel. Uh, and I just wouldn't want to leave Porro out in a home fixture that I think I'll have a lot of goals. And you can look at that either way. You can sit on either side of that. You can say, well, he's probably not keeping a clean sheet. Agreed. But there's the upside of it as well. So I think probably it would be Gusto and Porro for me, mate. Uh, JP says best free loot and assets. The best free loot and assets um, would be not factoring in anything else in terms of your team at the moment. Um, Doughty, Barkley, and Adebayo. Uh, JP says I have Rodri, KDB, Holland for Sky. Do you think I should get any more? Not now, mate. No. Um, there might be a temptation to add back in for the Brentford game, but I'd to be honest, I'd stick with it at the moment unless you've got an injury problem. Foden will tempt. You will get the benefit of seeing the team, but I'd only buy him if you had someone in your team that you were desperate to get rid of. 
uh, MRCX says, everyone of you early birds, smash the like button for James. Yeah, it'd be appreciated, guys. If you smash the like, hit the sub button, it would be, of course, hugely appreciated. Uh, who's next? Aaron Hill says, hi, James. I'm a Blades fan. Ouch, I know. Need a budget mid this week. Own Garnacho already. I want Ben Brereton Diaz, but Barkley seems more sensible. The latter needs a minus four in game week 26, however. Head or heart? Well, you know your team better than me, and I think the fact that you're drawn towards buying Ben Brereton Diaz um, speaks that it's something that perhaps you should consider. However, think about the longer game here at the moment. So, for yourselves, Luton away, Brighton at home, fine, next two. After that, Wolves away, Arsenal at home, Bournemouth away, then probable blank, even if it's not a blank, it's Manchester United away. That's not great. Whereas for Barkley, you hold that a little bit longer. Sheffield United at home, the double, yes, blank. Then Villa at home, then double. And probably Nottingham Forest in game with 29. I must just say on that, there seems to be this kind of wide assumption that Luton not in the forest will happen in game with 29. The the actual probability of it is only about 60%. Now, it's not to put anybody off getting Luton assets, but I think like a lot of what I've seen on socials seems to suggest people have, have assumed it's going to happen. Yes, it's the probability. Even on the projections I've got on screen, you'll see it going around as projected to happen, but it's only slightly more likely than not likely as it stands, right? But Forest beat United in the league at the city ground under Nuno what, six weeks ago? It's not that improbable that it happens again. I personally, Aaron, would probably want to make the Barkley move. I'll throw another Sheffield United name out there that we obviously spoke about on Clash of Correspondence is, is James McAtee. If you're really struggling for the money, that can really be an eighth attacker that you probably wouldn't start. But again, this is also a little bit dependent in terms of your future strategy. So it, it's not a straightforward. Like Barkley or, or Diaz or, or McAtee, like, what does getting Barkley do for you for 26? Do you hold him through that? You, you probably do. If you go for McAtee or or uh, Diaz, how does that leave you sitting for game 29 if Sheffield United don't play? So I think it's it, these questions so often at the moment is going to be so heavily impacted by your strategy, right? And I still don't think there's a, there's a right and a wrong way. I think you'll hear a lot of narrative of, oh, you can't free hit in game 29 if we get the four fixtures that we expect. Because... Essentially, you've only got three top half teams playing. West Ham and Villa will play each other and Tottenham's an away game at Fulham. But depending on how your strategy is, it might still be the right thing. I had a discussion with one of my patrons last night. It was on wildcard now. Um, and although game week 29, I agree, probably wouldn't be, let's say, optimal in terms of a free hit at the moment. The problem you have is in terms of running through game week 29, if you're using the wild card now, is how do you bounce off of 29 to have a good team in 30? Because it won't it won't look particularly great. And therefore, the right solution would be to navigate through towards 34 and 37, actually, is forget 29, free hit in 29, and focus on keeping your kind of cause around Liverpool City, Arsenal players, which as it stands at the moment... Most of us are going to cut going into 29, right? For someone like me, who's probably going to wildcard in 30, well, I'm dead end into 29, so I'm just heading on that path. So it is a little bit dependent on your strategy, Aaron. Uh, my friend Pete's in, FPL Tim says, Hey boss, two benching headaches for me this week. Polka, Polka, Polka versus Waro. Walker versus Poro. And Tony versus Palmer. Can't decide and keep flipping between them. 
I think I'd play Walker. Yeah, I mean, City at home. Yeah, I probably would. Um, Tony and Porro. Jeez, benching Tony's not good, mate. Don't want to bench Palmer with that game Monday night with Palace without Gay, Elise and Eze. I think it's Palmer, mate. Uh, with a, a reluctance, because you wouldn't want to bench Tony. <laughs> but to be honest, Pete, what's the other two that would be on the bench? I'd possibly be giving that a bench boost, think, mate. Subject to what you've got. Francis Logan says, uh, can Celtic have Ange back and use tape Brendan Rodgers? No. Uh, question is, double Arsenal defence this weekend or play Porro, thanks. Uh, yeah, as I said, I'm probably going to play Porro over Gabriel, and that's my only one anyway. Even though I think I'll, there's every chance Arsenal will get a clean sheet. So, yeah, it, it would be uh, play Porro, mate. MRCX says, uh, punt Garnacho over Palmer or bench Garnacho. Why? Why would you want to leave Palmer out with that fixture on Monday as it stands? I'm sure, it's a punt, but I don't want to fight that. If we're having this conversation next week and Manchester United go to Luton and Palmer's going to City, yeah, cool. But this week, Palmer at Palace. I think Chelsea will go there and win convincingly on Monday. Uh, Aaron Hill says, do you think João Pedro starts in 25 and 26? Looking at him to fund other moves next week, but worried about his expected minutes with players coming back for Brighton. Yeah, and it's not just the, the players coming back. It's also the narrative of obviously after 26, they're playing the midweeks. So it's it's 26, Wolves in the Cup. 27, Europa League. 28, Europa League. There might be 29 blank, which may well be helpful from that. But then again, how does that impact on your strategy, right? 25, 26, is that costing you another transfer when perhaps there's someone else you could just get and it carries you through better and you've got another free transfer for something else along the path? To answer your question, yeah, I think he probably does. And it's two good fixtures. It's Sheffield United and Everton at home. So I understand it. The answer is probably yes, but it's difficult enough to pick a Deserby team on any given week anyway, never mind ones in the future. Uh, CM Punk 2310 says, Hi, James, currently have Jota, Nunes, Foden, Hall and Trent. Would you suggest moving in Gvardio for his Stupinan? Or Bernardo Rodri for Gordon Palmer, either for a hit. Um, I mean, Gvardiel for a Stupinan, I guess it depends what else you've got on your bench. Like, you know, if it's a hit now, can it be for free next week? In terms of Gordon, Eddie Howe said probably not serious. Um, he's obviously going to miss this weekend. Palmer have already said ideally probably don't want to move this week. So the answer's got to be no, I think. Uh, he also says, how many hits do you think are viable from here on till game week 29? Can currently get out five double game week 25 players in, five double game week players 25, 11 players in 26, three double game weekers in 28, and 10 players in game week 29 with two hits, providing there are no cup upsets, and also providing you don't suffer any injuries along the way. So I think... Um, a hit next week, week for many might well be reasonable, but it must be said, and I mentioned this weeks ago about, I know some people are going to bench boost next week. Other than Chelsea, all of the expected top 10 have a good fixture next week. All of them. Villa away to Fulham is probably next tough. So the majority of good teams have good fixtures, right? So sacrificing their players there will be tough. Chelsea are the more obvious ones have been. 26, if you're going in a 26 with nine players, I mean, it's perfectly reasonable to take a minus four. 28, again, that might be a little bit dependent on if Luton or Bournemouth play in 29, but again, hits reasonable. 
again, game at 29, minus four there, perfectly reasonable. So we're looking at a case there of saying, maybe, yeah, minus 16 if it's done. Um, I don't want to say with restrictions, but I probably wouldn't be going like minus 12s in one go. But, you know, just a little, a minus four here, a minus four there. Generally speaking, I think we should try and avoid hits. But over doubles and blanks, when you're flipping between, he's got a double, he's got a blank, he's got a double, he's got a blank, then there's far more reason to be doing these sort of things. So I think, yeah, one per week where there's blanks and doubles isn't terrible. But you obviously need to make that up. And if you're only going to kind of make it up and get 16 extra points on what you'd get anyway, you've got to ask yourself if it's worth it, right? You need it really for it to be worthwhile to be getting significantly above. And in some cases, that might just be one transfer will do the job for you. So, yeah, reasonable. Um, can think of it like that. I think A minus four per blank or double is is okay. Um, again, I, I think if you're setting up to bench boost, for example, then you'd want a little bit more than kind of my baseline, if you will, of 16 that I'd want off a bench boost. Mike says, hi, James. Watkins and Gross to Nunes and Jota for a minus four. Uh, I'm going to guess that's needed to fund the Jota move. Most likely. I'd be interested, Mike, to obviously know what alternatives are. For example, my intention this week, as it stands, is to go Saka to Jota. And it's not so much a case of desperately wanting to sell Saka. It's a knowing that I definitely want Jota for the next two game weeks. And that's my only way, really, that I can get there without cutting something else that I don't want to. Which, for example, in this case, I think Watkins would fall under that category. So I, I don't hate it. There's certainly upside. Liverpool, great fixture this week. The other two have got challenging fixtures. You've got extra fixtures in 25 as well. Yes, it's reasonable. But again, consider this. If you aren't free-hitting in 29, are you not just want to go back to Watkins quite quickly anyway? Gazman says, hi, James, on a wild card this week. I'm pretty set. Thanks for the chip strategy pod. Awesome stuff. You're very welcome, mate. Uh, Justin Gooch says, hi, James. Hope all is good. Who is more essential? Don't like that word, pal. Darwin for the Liverpool doubles or Foden for Man City doubles. Can only get one of them. Already have Haaland, KDB and Jota. I think Foden, mate. We know Mo's not going to be involved this weekend. Well, we're assuming that at this stage. Um... But that situation might be different by this time next week. And I think that puts a different slant on things, doesn't it? So, Foden for me. Dermot Whelan says, Hi, James, looking at a minus eight this week. To go Thiago Silva, Archer and Jared Bowen and Saka or Son. I love that. You kept Son and now he's back. You might sell him. To Jota, Darwin, Barkley and Walker. Should I be selling Saka as form is good at the moment or Son as he plays in game with 29 thanks again a little bit impacted by your strategy but the fact that you've held son and now he's back do you want to bin i'd add the caveat to that is that i think he probably doesn't start tomorrow i think he'll probably be a substitute but i'm not on Tottenham's training ground and Ange might well say at one o'clock today he might well say yep son's ready to start he might well do that and that might change the game but i'd imagine he probably doesn't get rushed in i would be back in the team next week fairly sure of that so there's that to consider in terms of the immediates it's like yep son's son will have an additional fixture to Saka most likely in 29 but Saka might have an additional fixture now um i don't want to sell Saka. i've kind of already explained the reasons why i'm probably going down that route because quite frankly you just can't have them all tiago silver would want to be in archer would want to be in again bowen 
look at them fixtures 26 through to 29 if you aren't free hitting that's not what I'd want to sacrifice it's similar to one previously with Watkins like what's your alternatives to look at this so I'm not I'm not hugely keen to be honest uh, Vish says hi James have you chatted with Mark at all is he doing okay the pylon on him was really uncomfortable and I miss his content uh, yeah I've exchanged messages with Mark I let it settle down for a few days and I'd, I'd sent him a message I think on Monday night um, he said he was doing good and uh, he'd be back on black box soon I don't want to kind of ruin his content um in terms of when that may be but yeah he said he was he was doing okay um and there was every chance to be black back on black box soon so yeah he, he's doing all right uh lord officus says hi james hope all is well mate holland or darwin for the armband this week it'll be holland for me mate look it's going to be a boring answer but it's the same answer i always give with him i do not want to argue with him if he's got a home game that's how i always feel uh, JP says start Poro or Doughty. It's a tougher one, isn't it? There's a flip on this, um, and I'm probably getting Doughty myself this week as well. Yes, I've got two frays. I might be getting him in for Gusto, even though I think Chelsea win comfortably. And I actually think bookies might disagree with this. I don't know. I haven't looked. I actually fancy Chelsea for a clean sheet and not losing. But I also look at what's beyond and also factor what Tomo said about concerns about how they deal with crosses into the box. So Doughty does really appeal for the potential upside of that. I'd probably play Doughty, you know, I think. Probably. Probably. I wonder if my mental health would be better if I just played Gabriel this weekend rather than Poro as well. <laughs> Um, Vish says uh, sorry I've missed one Aaron Hill says uh, with Martinez out for Man United could Harry Maguire come into our thinking as a handy enabling defender who can help cover the blank in 26 yeah sure I mean look realistically he's a big saving on um, Dallow or Shaw for example Martinez isn't going to be back before 29 and remember look suddenly if Manchester United did play in 29 Sheffield United at home and if and you're going to want some of it whether you're you're free hitting or not but if you're free hitting you want some of it and if you're wild card afterwards you'll want some of it because then you can get rid of it again so Maguire you would expect as long as he stays fit will, will play up until that period fixtures aren't terrible um, Villa away I don't think you'd want to play him this week and you wouldn't want to play him at City in 27 the other four are, are reasonable there's a chance you, with the doubles you probably wouldn't play him next week either but otherwise you're looking at Fulham at home 26 Evan at home 28 is perfectly reasonable and then, obviously, if Sheffield United happens in 29, fine. Yeah, I, I I don't hate it because there's knowledge now that says Martinez will not be back. So, for all we know, Ten Hag might even have favouritism for Maguire over Varane now to the sense that Maguire is clear first choice. United are out of European competitions. So there's no reason why he can't play all, all the games over this period. I think he's 4.2. Like I'm not suggesting people break up their teams and get Harry Maguire. Not at all. But if it, it enables other moves for you most importantly as well yeah I don't mind it I've also thought for myself it's probably going to be in 26 I'm currently I'm thinking about buying Ben White in for Trent as part of my idea despite the fact Arsenal are not likely to play in 29 I just like Arsenal's three fixtures Newcastle, Sheffield United, Brentford and if I'm without Saka as well I think having the, the second I, I quite like the idea as as having the double defence there at that point because I don't think too many will go down that route and it is a good trio of fixtures. Then, obviously, if I play in 29, brilliant. I've got two Arsenal in place. And I've only got, got to get one more. 
But I've wondered if I'm better off splitting that rather than going something like Trent to White in 26. Yeah, something like Trent to Eight Nori or Trent to Harry Maguire. Just purely just to hedge my bets a little bit, i.e. if one of the games does suddenly go into 29, then I've got coverage. On the Arsenal scenario, I still at least have Gabriel. Whereas if it's United, then I've got none. And I, and I want to go down that path and get in some Tottenham as well. So I've w- wondered about that, potentially hedging hedging my bets and, and looking at something like that. So Maguire wouldn't be, for me, in 26. Not impossible. I'd add to that, though, for me at that stage, running through to 29, if I'm selling Trent, I ain't going to need the money. And therefore, for me, I'd rather go for someone like Dallow. Uh, Vish says, is free hit 29 a viable option since I have no spurs to carry through? If so, what are the pitfalls later on and when would a wild card be used? So, look, the, the strength I said earlier in terms of wild card and in 29 is um, you can look towards 30 onwards, keep you know a bit more of a, a, well, not a bit more, you can keep more sort of Liverpool, City, Arsenal, which you may want to get rid of some anyway when they're playing each other in, in 28. And obviously Arsenal also go to City in 30. But if you look at the, the three fixtures, the three teams have got in 31, I would suggest you, you're going to want quite a bit of those three teams. So it's probably it's probably not free hit 29 and wildcard 30. I think Villa and West Ham's fixtures are good enough um, and Tottenham's aren't terrible that you can head towards those three teams going towards 29. Luton obviously as well and obviously you're, you're certainly going to want at a minimum Solanke for 28, I should imagine. So... If you're running through to 29 like me, I think it's wild card straight away in 30. If you're free hitting, if you're free hitting in 29, then I think there's every chance you're looking at sort of 35. I think there's every chance, and I think that if to- those, if you're if you're looking to free hit in 29, I'm not I'm not advocating it, but I do think even wild carding now should be considered, whether it's now, next week, um, maybe even 26 to to kind of build off the problems. That means you can gamble heavier on, say, Liverpool next week, which you might not be able to do. There's a lot of different ways to skin this at the moment. Remember, we need a lot more information from the FA Cup games, which we're not going to get till 26 is gone. That's the biggest downside of wildcarding now, is that the outlook for projected fixtures slash doubles and even the blank in 29 could suddenly look quite different. That's the biggest downside. So I think for those not free-hitting in 29, I think it's going to be a wild card quite quickly afterwards. For those who are free hitting in 29, um, there's a case to say that you might be looking at, at later on because you're building more towards 34. You should have an advantage there in terms of that longer term process. Uh, Michael Scott says, got six doublers for minus four. VVD, Doughty, KDB, Foden, Darwin, Holland. Roll week 25 and minus four for 11 starters in 26. Suffering Giotto, FOMO. Head says no. Hart says take another hit and remove Saka. Yes or no? But if you do it, is that then going to be another hit in 26? Therefore effective minus eight. That's the big question. I don't mind the minus four Saka to Jota because of what's to come. Um, But if it's going to cause another hit in 26, then it's effective minus eight for you, isn't it? At that stage, it's probably a no. Uh, 
Colin Hodkinson says, uh, never get to listen live, but it works today from Bangkok. Great content, mate. Thanks, Colin. Hope all's well. Uh, Mike says, am I the only one who thinks we are overhyping how much game time Jota and Darwin will get? You definitely won't be the only one, Mike. Um, And as I said, if Salah's suddenly back next week, then the game changes because then you've got five, five Liverpool attackers. The spacing is good, right? It's Saturday, Wednesday, but then it is the Carabao Cup final Sunday. Then it's Cup Wednesday. Then it's Saturday at Forest. Then it's Europa the Thursday after. Then City in the leg. Then Europa again the Thursday afterwards. And suddenly, clearly, it's not going to be the same front three in all of those games, right? But I think they'll play enough at the same time, mate. FPL Pilkington says, Morning, James. Is selling Palmer to Jota now more viable this week due to the blanks? Uh, yes, of course, with Chelsea not playing in 29. I don't know if I'd want to force that transfer this week, though. I think there'll be a handful of people captain Cole Palmer this week. Honestly. So, I mean, Palace, without them, that's the three best players not playing on Monday. Mad Shook says, Morning, James. What are your opinion on bench push 25 since 34 might have some blanks and 37 some teams with nothing to play for? Yeah, look, I've spoken about this quite a bit. One thing I must clarify for those who, for the patrons who've been looking at my planner or for those who've been looking at my projections on FPL team, I'm less confident in the projections now than I was prior to Aston Villa-Chelsea. The fact that Chelsea play, uh, have three games technically to rearrange if obviously if they beat Leeds in the fifth round of the cup makes it really awkward. There's a really complicated situation where Chelsea will have games to rearrange against Arsenal Brighton and Tottenham. Now, obviously, if, if Arsenal and Brighton get to the European semi-finals, then the Arsenal-Brighton games, one's got to go 34 and one's got to go 37 and, and Tottenham will be the odd one out. But it's complicated as well because Manchester City also have games to rearrange against two of those teams, Brighton and Tottenham as well. And it, it really does cause problems with the projections. i tell you what I think at the moment is... I'm really confident on Liverpool if they was to get to the cup semi-final. Cup semi-final. Everton would, would go in 34. That's because of reasons I spoke previously that I don't think it would be advisable to have that game in 37. And therefore their fixture with Fulham would move to 37. But I think of the rest of the projections, I think I've probably got them lined up correctly bar the fact there's quite a bit of debate about Wolves versus Bournemouth could kind of slide into either week. But for the rest, they'll split equally. And it could be that I've got them all just completely the wrong way round. And what I've got in 37 all moves to 34, bar the Liverpool fixtures. And what I've got in 34 all moves to 37. What I'd say with that in mind right now, don't get too hung up about 34 and and 37. Let's give you an example. Let's say uh, Liverpool beat Southampton, but they draw Manchester City in the FA Cup quarterfinal and lose. Right, then suddenly I think it's very, very probable that Liverpool would play Fulham and Everton in game week 34. Now that alone would change your narrative of what you want to do with 34 quite drastically versus, say, what my projections are. Suddenly we could have Liverpool and Arsenal both doubling in 34 and it might look stronger for free hit maybe even, particularly if you... If you if you plan through say twenty nine and you don't have the wild card if you've already used it, you might think well, that's a problem. So don't get too hung up on the bench boosting at the end. I used the bench boost in game week one because I identified in pre season that I didn't think the doubles at the end of the season would look great. 
The primary reason behind that is one, obviously 37 being so late in the season that you can have teams obviously with nothing to play for. Two, it's the sheer volume of games that can get postponed and moved where you've got two teams playing each other that are kind of difficult, right? Even Liverpool's two fixtures that can go. They're both away games. City would have games against Brighton and Tottenham, both away that could move. For Tottenham, it's obviously Manchester City that could move. For Arsenal, it's Chelsea. Chelsea would potentially have another game with Brighton. Manchester United and Newcastle. These are all difficult core games that could get postponed. And that's why I felt we'd, we'd, there was every chance we'd have a lot of the bigger clubs playing each other at the end of the season in doubles that didn't look that attractive. So you, you must be aware, and I've said this a lot, something will happen in that FA Cup fifth round that is a surprise. Something will happen. Southampton are 24 games unbeaten. Liverpool will be three days after a Carabao Cup quarterfinal, uh, Carabao Cup final that could even go to extra time and penalties, right? So could Liverpool mass rotate under that circumstance against Southampton, who are in great form? Now, even under that circumstance, we'd still favour Liverpool to win. But these teams don't even need to be beaten. Southampton could take Liverpool to extra time and then beat them on penalties. Not that Liverpool ever lose games on penalty shootouts, but I think you get my point. And suddenly the outlook for a lot of things will look very, very different. So if you're really concerned about 34-37 and you're set up well for what's to come, yeah, I really don't mind. I discussed this on the chip pod a couple of weeks ago, um, not even the most recent one, the one before, saying that I think people should consider looking at 25 and it might even be that people can get there organically, right? If you're sitting there looking at next week and you've got the likes of, I don't know, Poro at home to Wolves sitting on the bench, Gabriel away to Burnley and Watkins away to Fulham, like, can it get much better than that? Just pull the trigger. And some people, like I said, will just get there naturally. So I think those who are carrying a lot of Chelsea, which shouldn't be a lot, but most of us will be carrying Palmer. But you can always sell him next week anyway. That's the one that's really off-putting. But as said, the rest of the expected top 10 all have decent-looking fixtures next week. So if you've got combinations of those teams that have got even the single fixtures then I think it can be looked at. So yeah, I, I really don't mind bench boosting 25. Something we highlighted a while ago that we thought would come naturally. And that's before we could even be confident that Liverpool Luton was going to go in there. So if you're set well, Maj, I don't, I don't mind it. If you want a wild card now and bench boost 25, then I think you'll, to be honest with you, I think you'll probably be looking at free hit 29. Purely because the navigation then from game week 26 to 34 big you've got four weeks uh, eight weeks sorry removing obviously the one with a free hit whereas if you go to 29 it's like all oh, four weeks then you go to 34 it's like all oh, five weeks if you can give that navigation period this is where i said free hit 29 i think will be right for a lot of people and it will be the people who've already used the wild card because the navigation then from 26 to 34 is long and then you can pick your battles on the way and say well I only want four teams who are doubling in 34 because they look shit and focus all legs towards 37 so it's circumstantial is the right answer managed I think Meninda says can I get help with A or B please A Watkins to Darwin or B Solanke to Darwin and Porro to and Doughty for a minus four um Okay, so if you go Solanke to Darwin, you need the second transfer. Again, strategy dependent a little bit, but I wouldn't be keen to spin Ollie Watkins at the moment, personally. When you look at Solanke, this is the thing with Solanke. 
It's Fulham away. I actually think Bournemouth will win this weekend, by the way. But then Newcastle away, City home. It's not it's not the best trio. We can all go back in 27, right? Burnley away before that double. We can all go back. So it mightn't be for you that the right scenario is right. Gambling for Darwin. And just go back to Slanky in 26. Suffer Manchester City at home. But then it's ready for you. Heather says, hey, James, would you bench Palmer or Solanke this week? Uh, gosh. Others are Saka, Jota, Madison, Foden, Watkins and Haaland. My God. Uh, it's not good, that. Personally, from that lot, I think I'd bench Saka. I think from that lot. Uh, Yazid says, hello, James. Hope you're good in your family. Yes, hope you are too. Thank you very much. Colin Johnson says, hi, James. Poro to Doughty or Gordon to Barkley for a minus four. Well, Gordon might be pretty useless for you. Let's say even misses next week, Bournemouth at home, right? Then what have you got? You've got Arsenal away, Wolves at home, Chelsea away, probable blank. I think it's been Gordon personally. Uh, Brendan O'Brien says, hope you're having a great day, mate. Do you think people are ignoring Tony and do you think Doughty is worth the hit? Subject to what you're selling and obviously what the impact is as well. So you've got to remember, if that's forcing another hit out in 26, it's effective minus eight to get him in. And the answer to that has got to be no, I think. Minus fours in certain circumstances is is reasonable, yes. Um, on Tony... The problem for him is, and I think if we look at 29, it lands as kind of we half expecting at the moment. He's probably the best captaincy in 29 away to Burnley. But what comes before is Wolves away, a double against the two best teams in the league. Sorry, Arsenal fans. West Ham away, Chelsea at home, Arsenal away, Burnley away. Now, Ivan Tony historically has performed quite well against some of the bigger teams. But not well enough to make you think like he's going to kill your rank or anything like that. So for me personally, if I was wildcarding now, he'd go in. But I think it, it's probably only on that circumstance. I think because I, I would buy, I would, I would look at the upside of Nunes just over the next two weeks and think he'll outscore Tony by more than four points over the next two weeks. That's what I'd be thinking. Now you could then go Darwin to Tony in twenty-six under that circumstance. It's fine. It's fine, but you're still walking through some tough fixtures for Tony, West Ham, Chelsea and, and Arsenal. So I think for me, and I think this will apply to a lot of people, if if Bournemouth don't play at Wolves in 29, priority 27-28, Solanke's going to go in. Solanke to Tony in 29 will be, except obviously for those who free hit, will be the most obvious transfer that you could possibly imagine, I think. Other than, if you are running through Solanke's fixtures after the blank, Everton at home, Palace at home, Luton away, Manchester United at home, and there might be double. So, even that, you're talking into a narrative where actually having Solanke longer term would be great. Now, Solanke over the next three again, I, I think it's 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 fine to keep. I also think it's it's expendable for many as well. So under that circumstance, it might even be that you'd land 29 and you go, I'm going Haaland to Tony. But either way, the majority of us are going to land with Ivan Tony in game with 29. So I don't think it's being overlooked. It's just a case there's a number of really good options at the moment. And balancing your plan 
when you want to have players with doubles, your, your Haaland's, your Nunes's, maybe even Alvarez to an, a lesser extent. Obviously carrying through the blank and then thinking about the likes of Ollie Watkins if you're running through the 29. Knowing you want Solanke for 28, Tony's potentially going to block you. Think of it like this. If you're planning through the 29, when you hit 28, you'd almost definitely want Solanke and Watkins, I think. So what are you doing with Haaland over this period? And that, I think, ultimately is why a lot will be ignoring at the moment. If, if you obviously want to go there, perfectly reasonable. As I said, if I was wildcarding, I probably would go in because of the upcoming double. And I'd look at a route that was going something else to Watkins and something else to Solanke. But I think unless people got luxury, most people would be focusing sort of the, on the other three teams that double in 25 more. Uh, FPL Cotney Red says, Hi, James, would you consider Ariola Garnacho, Gabriel Palmer, bench boost 25? So Ariola's forest away. Garnacho at Luton. Gabriel, good fixture at Burnley. Palmer at City. Would I consider it? Yeah. Would I do it? Probably not. Probably not on the basis that everyone's away. Would be enough to put me off, I think. Uh, for Greendale says, hi mate, please order the best six City Liverpool assets for the next three game weeks, assuming the team isn't using any chips until game week 30. So, Holland uh, De Bruyne, Foden for City, and for Liverpool, how many, the next three game weeks, for Liverpool, this is going to be controversial, Nunes, Jota and Van Dijk. I think there's every chance Trent doesn't play twice in the double. And I know that that also applies to Jota and Nunes, but a substitute appearance there is way more likely to get you signed than Trent. Um, so I actually think, again, if I was wildcarding now, I probably wouldn't go Trent. Because it shows short term, I'd go Van Dyke. I think with, with 26 as well, whatever you go Liverpool defensively, I'm pretty confident the majority of us will want to sell it in 26. So in Liverpool's case, it's only really the next two weeks. So I'd make a case to go to Trent. I certainly, it's interesting, no one's asked about buying him during this stream. And I know a lot will have him. Those we've got shouldn't do anything about it. I've got, right? It's fine. I'm obviously not moving it. But I would possibly take a different route here. That little saving of money might help as well, right? That might be the difference, between you finding a little bit of money. And Van Dyke, you would be really surprised if you didn't play twice. Double game weeks are littered with centre-back 15-pointers. Uh, Sue says, who to bench? Jota, Foden, Palmer, Richarlison, Saka or Watkins? Um, currently have Saka but undecided. Yeah, it, very, very reluctantly, but that's the conclusion I would come to. Uh, Rudy Visma says, planning ahead, is it worth a minus eight in game at 29 to get nine players Obvious caveat that FA Cup quarters aren't confirmed, but assuming that Chelsea beat Leeds to save free hit for 34, 37. Whatever you do with 34, you won't need hits to get there. Even you have less doublers than other people, for example, but you won't need a hit to get there. I'm fairly confident of that. You might want to take hits at that point, but you won't need to do it. Minus eight to get to nine... Depends what you're buying at that stage as well. Like, you know, if you're buying in Tony and Captain him, that sort of thing becomes way more worthwhile. 
if you're doing it, you know, well, you know, I want to force in, you know, Morgan Gibbs White and Nuno Tavares and stuff like that for whatever reason, then it doesn't become worth it. So, so often it's not so much about the, the volume. I think we get obsessed with volume, right? It's the personnel. I'll give you an example, right? Someone might be sitting there now and going, uh, I got, I got seven, seven doublers in 25, right? Oh, but one of them's this a Kabore. Right, well, Chidozi Ogbeni is playing so well at right wing back for Luton at the moment that I think you're looking at two points in that game week and I'd be considering moving it. Not this week, by the way, just in case something happened to Ogbeni, he got injured or something. But next week, if we're still in the same circumstance, yeah, he'd be getting binned, I think. No point having him. So you can say, oh, I've got seven. You haven't really, you got six. So it's not so much always about the, the players as in the number, it's, it's about who. We get hung up with how many the who, right? You could say, you could go into 29 and have 11, right? But if you've got like, no Tottenham offence, you haven't got like your Watkins or your Boeings or Tony and stuff like that, well, like, good luck because you might get killed by someone who's got nine players. Gaurav Ranjan says, Jota versus Darwin, uh, who could be a better option? Doughty for Poro for a hit. That's close on the hit, which I've covered previously. Preference, Ultimately, I think will be decided by what the rest of your team li- lies in. So, if you if you're like me, where I'd be moving Alvarez or Watkins to get to Nunes, that feels quite tough right now. For me, although I don't want to sell Saka, it does feel easier. So, by default, the decision for me becomes Jota. Not even because I necessarily prefer Jota over Nunes over this period. It's just what's going to fit my structure so much better. And remember, there's not any other midfielder I can sell to get to Jota. Um, so it's, it's got to be Saka for me. So the structure-wise, that just works better. And I think, to be honest, that will be defined. I would say, honestly, if it was a straight-up shootout call between the two, probably Nunes. But I think it would be easier for the majority to get Jota. The majority. Uh, who's next? Sam Emerson, hope you're well, Sam. Says, any love for a Game Week 27 wildcard? Heart set on game week 30 with dead end into 29, but game week 27 wildcard would allow the best planning for 28 and 29. I've already used bench boost chip this season. Uh, yep, sure. But again, look at them three fixtures for City, Liverpool, Arsenal in 31 uh, and ask yourself how much of it you can get. Uh, I think that's a, that's a really big call. You've also, in 27, although you'll know what's definitively blank for 29, and we can certainly project with far more accuracy at that stage what 34 and 37 will look like. You won't know. And we've seen the Premier League do dumb things, right? Waiting five days for an announcement that should have been done five days earlier when there was no reason to wait whatsoever. So we can't rely on them necessarily to make, let's say, the logical decisions and things like TV companies get involved and the like. So I get the thinking. What I'd say though is, if you wildcard 27 to run through 28, 29, let's just say 29 looks as projected. Let's say Luton Forest goes in there. Fine. You're going to go free Luton. You're going to go Solanke. That's a cert. So. After, after game week uh, 29, Luton of Tottenham away and Arsenal away is the next two. Right. So the free Luton you want probably wants to sit on the bench. You're going to want quite a bit of Villa. Good fixtures. They go to Manchester City in game week 30. Um, sorry, game week 31. So you're hitting 31 and you're manoeuvring through 
What are you doing with these Luton Villa players when they go away to Arsenal and Liverpool, respectively? Uh, sorry, Arsenal and Manchester City, respectively. What are you What are you doing with that? West Ham uh, go to Newcastle in thirty. So same, right? What are you can do with these West Ham players and these Luton players when they've got Newcastle away and and Tottenham away, respectively. And you're just going lighter on City, Liverpool, Arsenal. So is it a strategy? Yes, it's fine. Can it work? Yes. But there are definitely pitfalls of doing it. Jacob NH says, Hi, James. Do you think it's worthwhile going Solanke to Darwin Nunes for minus four this week when I would be looking to get Solanke back in anyway in 27? So let's think about it like this as well. You're probably not going to go back from Nunes to Solanke unless you go Nunes to Solanke in 26, which you could do. So, consider that it might be another minus four again. Do you see Nunes outscoring Solanke by more than eight over the next two game weeks? I would say there's every chance, actually. If it's not a hit on the other side as well, yeah, I would do it. For for the minus four, yeah. I would I would do it personally, I think. But it's also subject to the rest of your team. But just taking that as an isolated one question, yes, I probably would. Uh, Declan Burns says, Hi James, looking for best defender 4.8 and under who plays in game week 26. So that if you're just looking for 26 specifically, um, then I think we mentioned Harry Maguire. <laughs> it's an option, isn't it? Um, perhaps Diego Carlos of Villa um, should be, and I mean, Concer's not going to be back for that. So he'd be like a certainty to play. Not in a forest at home. I think that's perfectly reasonable. 4.6 and under. Wolves player. Does Ray and 8 Nori fall into that line? Craig Dawson probably does. So Wolves player. Wolves player at home to Sheffield United looks best at a lot. Villa at home to Forest is attractive. Um, yeah, so probably between one of those three teams, I would say, for you. Uh, Eddie Cornell says, Hi James, love the content. Am I totally mad to be considering getting Maguire in to save money and build the squad up in other areas? I'm going to skip the question, Eddie, because we've covered Maguire a couple of times now, but it's not terrible. Uh, Jovan Kanija says, Hi James, Watkins out, Darwin in or roll? Again, strategy here is very relevant. I would not want to be selling Ollie Watkins at this moment in time. But it's difficult to foresee over the next two fixtures that Nunes doesn't outscore Watkins. Absolutely. Better fixture this week, double win 25. What's the impact afterwards? If your navigation back is easy or you don't want Ollie Watkins longer term, crack on, mate. Uh, who is next? Uh, Sean Limbrick says, if you could get 11 players in 29 without a hit or chip, which double game with players would you ignore more, 25 or 28? Well, the Luton players obviously cover both, right? Um, it's probably just going to be doughty for me, I think, from the Luton players, 25, and that might include 28 as well. It's probably an option in 28 for me, whether it's like another player like a Barkley or whether I go in sort of Sun or Richarlison. That's probably the thinking. In terms of Bournemouth, the, the game, if, if the fixture with Wolves goes on in 29, then obviously the game changes. And then to go back one of the earlier questions about hits, I mean, you're walking into Burnley away, the double Sheffield United at home, Luton at home, and then playing in 29 with hit central to get probably free. Yeah, honestly, it's 
if if your keeper's all right, like say for me with like an Areola, probably would be. Yep, just go and get something like Senesai, Tavernier, or Scott, uh, or even Sinistera at that point. There's a few different options there, and Solanke obviously, and just get it done. But as it stands on my current plan, I can foresee myself in 28 having two or three doublers: Solanke, Doughty, plus maybe one more. In terms of 25. I'm probably going to be at six, three City, two Liverpool, one Luton. But with a team uh, with, with the singlers left, all all will look pretty good. It's also to factor in for 28. Liverpool City play each other and Villa Tottenham play each other. Now, Villa Tottenham, obviously, if you're running through to 29, you ain't going to want to get rid of their assets, certainly not at that stage. So City Liverpool very much become sacrifices, I think, for, for many under that circumstance. Particularly if you land there and you've got five or six. Certainly my plan to probably sell one there, maybe two. I'm talking about your, your kind of your Foden likes or your Jota likes, for example. Um or Holland, of course. But it depends what you want to buy, obviously. So you need to factor that in. And Newcastle uh, play at Chelsea as well. So there's a big difference between the twenty five fixtures and the twenty eight. If you take that expected top ten. Chelsea under Newcastle, meh. Brighton, good fixture. Manchester United, good fixture. Arsenal, good fixture. But probably none of them playing in 29. Now, for 25, we said previously, a lot of the expected top 10 are really good fixtures in 25. So, it's a balance. There's a balance in that between the couple. But also, if I've if I've headed to um, a different area. Say if I gamble on like an eight Nori in 26, as an example, or Maguire, like I said, then those two do have like good 28 fixtures. So be a balancing act. Um, I think we can get a little bit hung up and too obsessed in terms of the number. It's more important the the what, for example. In 28, let's use this as an example. Say Bournemouth don't, don't play in 29, right? Let's say I'm sitting there with a back three of White, Gabriel and Doughty. That's very conceivable for me at the moment. Right, Am I taking a hit there for, or am I using a transfer to get centre side that's possibly then going to cause me another transfer? Nah, I'm going to go with the singlers. So it's also very relevant who else is in the squad, right? Uh, Gurev says, hi James, is it criminal to remove Trent in 25 to get money for Palmer to Foden? you know the risk of it but I've spoken about him a bit yeah I mean if part of that was to say go Trent to Van Dijk as an example that funds that or even Canate I know he'd obviously be unavailable this week but he'll probably play twice in the double now that he's got the suspension this week Trent to Canate allows it yeah, I'd consider I'd, I'd probably more appealing to go Van Dyke, but with a Canate, subject to what the rest you've got, that can obviously sit more as a dead spot, maybe, on the bench. Bertica says, "Hey, mate, thoughts on McAllister's chance of appearances and points over the next four or five weeks? Can't afford Jota. It's like for me, that's getting it for the sake of getting it. Plays the deepest role in Liverpool's midfield. Uh, conducts the team when they're at their best at the moment. Love him as a player. I think he's a great player." Um, I think he's had ups and downs this season, but I think for a first season at Liverpool, he's largely done pretty well. From a fantasy perspective, not Kane. Uh, not Kane, to be honest. I'd, I'd almost rather go into the week with like Gross Simon to Everton 
or Garnacho at home to Fulham. That was if I look at the right wig. Garnacho at Luton or uh, Gross at Sheffield United, arguably. Uh, Luke Stevenson says, Hi, James. If you were on wildcard 24, would you keep Richarlison? Would have to play in 26 or have Martinelli instead. If I was wildcarding now, I wouldn't have any Tottenham. Yeah, because you'd have to maximise the opportunity in front of you. That would be my take. And then, sure, then there's a priority. Definitely one in 27. Definitely. Um, and you're going to want more possibly in 29. It would even add to the the argument to say, if you were not bench boosting, maybe even going Vicario like as your keeper, right? Because it's just an, another one you can sort of bench through 26. But under that circumstance, it's probably Kaminsky's your answer, isn't it? So I think for me, if I was wildcarding now, I'd arguably have no Tottenham. And there's a risk in that, right? You look at the two games coming up, Brighton and Wolves at home, both very challenging. Yeah, goals in both would be expected. Greg Williams says, Afternoon, James, I have Neto and Strakosha as goalkeepers. Worth bringing in another now to replace Strakosha or wait till 27 28. Yeah, I'd get something done there, mate. Looking at those next three Bournemouth games, get it. I'd, I'd get something done. Definitely want to keep Neto now at this stage for twenty-eight. Um, I mean, Kaminsky does under that situation if you can afford it. Does feel like the obvious one. Now, admittedly, they both play twenty-eight, and I think I said the fixtures for the bigger teams in twenty-eight aren't good enough to, for you to want a bench boost in that week. I don't think so. That might be off-putting. Flecken. Interestingly, Wolves away, double. You could play him at West Ham, play Neto 27-28, and you know Flecken's got the fixture 29. It might even be that. It might even be that. Do your editing, but it might even be that. Uh, right, I'm going to cover two more. CRS27 says, Hi, James. Van Dyke or Robertson this week? I think Robertson will start versus Burnley, but I might only start one game in a double. And I've seen Shimikas to add to that. I've seen Shimikas pictured in training this morning as well. Um, so, yeah, Van Dyke for me. And Tom Skinner says, Hi, James. Great content as ever. I've got a decent plan to get free City, free Liverpool for the double. But if we get news, Salah is fit and available. Thoughts on how you might get him in? I won't. It's almost a certainty. Yeah, I I think he's likely to be managed. It's not going to be 180 minutes. I wouldn't captain him anyway. Um, so we'll just take it on. And I think for so many people, it'll just be so difficult to get there. Admittedly, you know, chopping things like Saka to Barclays and stuff, you know, and then you know, bowing to Salah as an example, then becomes easier. And it might be there'll be hits flying around. And then it was at this point, for some reason, the stream lost sound. You didn't miss a lot of me talking about Salah much more for those who were on stream and saw me basically looking like I was just talking to myself for two minutes, which unfortunately I was unaware of and apologised for. Uh, all I was essentially doing was promoting next week's content and obviously Patreon. If you want to support the show, it's www.patreon.com forward slash planet FPL. Do it because you want the additional content or because you want to support the show and the free content such as this. Um, next week's content, uh, Monday will be the Game with Review podcast. Tuesday, we've got Clash of the Correspondents for you. Manchester City versus Brentford with Johnny Pringle and Tom Med. Wednesday will be the Sky Fantasy podcast. On Thursday, it'll be a People's Poll podcast. And the idea at the moment is that that will be something chip strategy themed. 
keep an eye out on social media for information on your choices of vote that'll probably be available to vote on sort of monday or tuesday for you next week and there'll be an ask james stream for you on friday and for those who do regularly watch on youtube and just wanted to find out what they missed um, there is a deadline stream for you of course tomorrow 10 a.m uk time ahead of the 11 a.m game week 24 deadline stream uh, it just sees me say have a great weekend everyone play it your way and cue music please manchild Podcast Network.